Coming to you live from the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios, it's the Cigar Pulpit. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Burn, Nick. And with me today, we got Mike Brinker. How's it going, everybody? How you doing, Nick? Good. I'm doing all right. We are coming to you from the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios here at uh, Riverman Cigar Company, Crestwood, Missouri. Yes. Chilling out in the lounge. On a beautiful Saturday. On a beautiful Saturday. A little chilly. A little slight, chilly. Slightly, slight chill. But tomorrow's going to just be beautiful. Well, it's chilly in regards to what we've been having. Yes. But normally 50 at the end of February would be a welcome oh, temperature. I'll, I'll take this all day versus yeah. snow and ice and shit. But anyway, today we're firing up something that uh, neither one of us have had before. We're going to fire up the uh, EP Carrillo, the Platinum Bash. Now, this is the uh, cigar that was made for Ernesto, Pereo, uh, Ernesto Perez Carrillo's 70th birthday and uh, came out in May of 2023. And it features... A Mexican wrapper, Ecuadorian binder, and filler from the Dominican Republic and Nicaragua. And it's a 6x52 Toro. So, yeah. So we got that going for us. Uh, MSRP is 15 bucks, and it's a box of 10. Box of box of 10? Box of 10. Okay. Yep. Oh, it's a, it's a little box. So, anyway, so it's time to go ahead and cut the cigar. And the official cutting is brought to you by... Dan the Man Ponder here at Riverman Cigar Company of Crestwood, Missouri. And guys, if you want to try this cigar, Dan's got them. He's, in fact, got a whole box up front. Uh, he must have had two because these were, like, kind of in the lid of the box, like, standing up. Like so he had, they were extra. Like, extra that he opened a box. So so there's a whole box of ten sitting up there in the front as we record this right now. So uh, if you uh, hear this and you think this is a good cigar or want to try this cigar, you can give Dan the Man Ponder a call and he does mail order. He can get cigars shipped to you right away. And uh, if you're in the St. Louis area, you can just swing on by and just pick one up, say hi, and chill out in the lounge and enjoy yourself. So, you know, you got that going for you. But and if you do pick one of these up, um, you're not going to see us fight with it, but it has yeah. a ribbon footband, which is a pain in the ass to get yeah, off. Yeah, the tape on this thing is ridiculous. Uh, so if you do get one, be careful. Be careful with the footband. But anyway, Riverman Cigar Company of Crestwood, Missouri. And with that, it's time to go ahead and... Cut the cigar. Oh, did I nuke myself? I did not nuke myself. I was worried. <laughs> Mike and I had some cigars prior to coming over here to record, and I was like, as I hit the button to to pop the the cutter, I was like, did I eject the schmuckus the last time, or am I about to nuke myself? But I didn't. So They're anyway, very good. Anyway, got a little bit of a kind of a musty kind of you know smell to the to the aroma. Of the foot, like if you smell the foot, I don't know if you did that or not, but kind of a slight like component there. Cold draw time. Hmm, that is dark chocolate. Yeah, definitely. Like a bitter, like a bitter dark chocolate. That that hits. Okay. Almost, almost maybe a little bit of nutmeg-ish. Maybe, maybe, maybe just a hint. Just a hint, slight hint. Like, like a, a slightly spiced hot chocolate. Spiced hot chocolate. Okay. All right. So I'm digging the cold draw on it. That's nice. I'm going to go ahead and fire this guy up there because uh, why not? Because we said <laughs> Let's not catch myself on fire. Um, 
I thought I was a blind one. Oh fuck, dude! I just had like a little like piece, like I just you just see that glowing ember just fall. <laughs> you know, that's right. That's not good. All right. So we got the uh, the foot lit there, and uh, by God, we're rocking and rolling. So, um, so Mike, how the hell you been? It's been a minute. I've been good. Been busy. Yeah. Just you know, family stuff and everything going on. I got it. We had the holidays and everything. I, I can't even remember the last time we filmed. I know. Uh, you know what? I can tell you. I keep a running list. I'd say it was sometime in December. Um, so that I can I know this. Where is There we go. There we go. I can tell you. I can tell you. <laughs> uh, this is riveting for everybody. They're all just like, whatever. Um, January 2nd. Wow. January? You were on the well, day. I think we filmed, was a, though. I was saying we probably filmed in December. Yeah, cause it was, but it was the January 2nd episode. Yeah, because you were trying um, to get a few in the can for uh, the holidays. Yeah, I was trying to get the holidays all caught up and everything. Boy, that was nice. Right before the holidays, I had everything kind of caught up. And then right before TPE, I had everything caught up. And now I'm back to, like, scrambling before each one. Like, what am I going to do? You know? So I really need to get on the ball with sending out invites to guests, you know, and getting things scheduled. Which is going uh, to be hard with PCA in a few weeks. No, I was going to say the next next, three to four weeks. I'd say next month, quite frankly. I'm going to be kind of scrambling to find uh It won't be really to. insiders in the Mm-mm. industry because they're all going to be wrapped up with going to Vegas. This is true. This is true. Um, I will say, for those people who listened to the last episode that I did with uh, uh, Ken Clarich and Trey Mack, and we were talking about Pulpit Fest and everything going on down there, August 23rd through the 25th in Palm Coast, Florida, <laughs> At the uh, Ash and Ale, um, I uh, I was talking to Ken. At, we we talked a little bit after the recording, and then I was talking some more. And uh, there's some really fun and exciting stuff that we're plotting and planning, and um, uh, you know whatever. And and so I'm teasing. I'm I'm teasing this right now. But uh, for those people, and Mike, you were you've been you went to Pulpit Fest last year, mm-hmm. and everything. I mean like. For those people who have been before, it's going to be nothing like previous years. Right. Like, I'm amping this up big time. So, it'll be fun. Like, we're talking, like, scavenger hunts. We're talking, like, all kinds of things for fun and fanciful prizes. And it's going to be a hell of an event is what we're actually putting together here. And it sounds like, and I'm not going to name names or anything because nothing's set in stone, but you're going to have a lot of uh, guests. Well... I will go ahead and name the well. I've already named the first celebrity guest. That Jerry Pulaski himself will be present and accounted for at Pulpit Fest. You know, so uh, as I told those guys, he's going to hitch a ride, uh, Cape Fear style, on a bus from Wisconsin down to Florida. You know, strap <laughs> himself to the undercarriage of the bus and ride down. Um, but uh, I will say that I have sent a text. And I've gone back and forth with uh, Renee Castaneda from Villager Cigars. And Renee had those days wide open on his calendar, and now they're booked. So, that's good. I will say now that Renee from Villager 
will, is is currently scheduled to appear at Pulpit Fest 2024 down in Palm Coast. And let's just say, considering everything Renee did for you with this past year's Pulpit Fest, right? Not being there, not being present, you know it's going to be something off the wall with dude, him there. And he's such a nice guy. He's just a genuinely nice guy. And, you know, everybody's going to love getting to getting to interact and meet him and everything. It's it's going to be a wonderful time. So, so there you go. So you got you got Jerry Pulaski and you got uh Renee from Villiger. So, who else will be there? I don't know, but it's going to be a party. So, uh I am working on getting a uh registration page put together. This is something I wanted to announce um so we are going to be asking, and, and I'll let everybody know when it's live, but I am going to be putting together a registration page for it. Um, so you'll have tickets, but I'm not charging anything. It's going to be free. Just for headcount. But it, we need it for headcount. We need it. We, we, unlike past years where we kind of winged it, got to have the headcount this year. So we are going to be having an official registration page. You are going to have to register. Technically, you're going to have like an e-ticket kind of thing. But that's so that we know for um, gift pra- gift bags, you know, uh, food, tabletops, you know, Chairs, that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. exactly. There's a lot of pl- pre-planning that has to go into it that, unfortunately, you need the headcount. So, right. um, guys, when I announce that, you gotta you, you gotta register. I need that headcount. So make sure when I announce that you jump on that. It'll be easy. Again, like I said, it'll be free. I'm not charging for it. Um it's a party. It's and it's anybody just a party. who has ever had to put together any kind of charity deal or event knows you gotta have a good idea of how many people are gonna For come. sure. Yeah, I mean because you can't say, Oh, I'm gonna plan for twenty and then you have 75 show up. Especially with this being whatever. a new venue. A whole new venue. Right. And and a whole new audience of potential people coming. I mean, right. that's the thing. Taking this down to Florida like this, you know, that, that opens up all of my Florida listeners that maybe couldn't make it before. And it's really more of a vacation Precisely. situation. Vacation time. Yep. Uh, late summer, people might be getting in those last bits of vacation. It is Dangerously close to the start of the school year, which I am a little concerned about for for people and their ability to attend. But you know, it's a weekend and the kids aren't going. Right. So you know, and as like, much as I love St. Louis, St. Louis isn't exactly a destination compared to right. I'd much rather have the beach Florida. and the 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 ocean breeze and you know and all that. And I mean, I haven't looked, but maybe look at the calendar from NASA. To see if they're planning any launches at that time, because the cool part about Ken's place is it's close enough to Cape Canaveral that you can actually see the launches really? when when they do them. I mean, it's further out, so you right. see this little like light up blip in the sky going up, but it's like, hey, that's a rocket. Something you know, you see every day when you're not around there. Precisely, you know, and it's nice. And like I was saying, you take that drive along the A1A, you know, in the late evening when the when the sun's going down and like. You know, you get that ocean breeze. It's it's just pretty. It's just pretty. Now, admittedly, it's going to be warm because we are going down there in August, which, you know, that's something that is kind of an unusual phenomenon for me uh, to to wrap my head around. You know, around here, things get slow in the wintertime. For him, in the summertime, things get slow because it's, like, so much warmer. So it is going to be, you know, warm during the day. I might wear a 
T-shirt. You you very well may. I mean, <laughs> Mr. Freezing over here, you know. But uh, but the evenings, they're saying like, you know, 80s, maybe 90 at the highest in the evenings. You know, it's I mean, Florida, so but if you're enjoying yourself with a cigar and meeting, getting to meet it's everybody. It's going to be fine. Yeah. Precisely. That's what alcohol is um, for. Well, and that's the other thing. That's the other reason we need the head count. So Ken's place, it is beer and wine only. And due to his, and, and I'm just going to put this out here right now for all of you parishioners that are thinking, well, I could bring a bottle. That'll fuck with his liquor license, so don't do that to the man. You know, just enjoy the beer and wine, and it'll be fine. It'll be, You'll be fine. You don't need your whiskey. You know, expand out. That's one of the nice things about Ken's Place is, like, he promotes the idea of cigar pairings with beer and wine. And some of them are really, really good. So, you know embrace the environment embrace the place and and try something different if you're a, a whiskey guy but um the bottom line is um that's the other thing we need a head count for is for him to reach out to his distributor to place orders for for drinks and things yeah. of that nature you know it's like how much do i need to have on hand so anyway the bottom line is i will get a registration page put together and we will be able to uh start getting a head count put together for that so awesome anyway Early thoughts on the Platinum Bash here? I'm just a little bit in. I'm about, you know, three quarters of an inch in. Uh, uh-huh. Just the tip, see how it feels? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Nothing overwhelming. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's smoking good. It's burning great. Uh. <laughs> oh, there's some spice on the... Oh, Retrohale. It, it snuck up. <laughs> spice on the retrohale. Definitely some pepper on the retro hill. Um but uh but that yeah, but on the you're right, on the actual cigar it's just kinda It's there. It's there. It's a cigar. I mean medium bodied so yeah. far, maybe. I mean I'm really getting the feeling that this might be one you put away for a year. Let it kinda simmer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe. And then smoke it and it'd be like, Damn. Wow. That's what I should have brought you today is one of those Warhawk Rebellious that I had on the show. That was a fucking treat, man. Um, yes, you should have. I, you know, I'll, next time. Uh, I let those those things aged. That came out in 2020, and I aged that box all the way up until the other week, and I cracked it open and had one. And it was a champ. I mean, it smoked wonderfully. Um, so, I guess some... Cubans from 2018, maybe we can do on a show. There we go. We'll swap. They're they're little petite Coronas, so okay. you know that okay. could be like we could do two cigars in an episode type deal. I love it. Perfect. Perfect. Clean out some of my stuff before I leave. So yeah, you're you're getting ready to move to Georgia. Move to Georgia, leaving the state of Missouri behind and moving to the Peach State. Okay. Okay. We'll see, and you'll be closer for Pulpit Fest then. Yeah. It's like half the drive taken up, like right there. More than that. I'm only like three hours from the Florida-Georgia line. Okay. Okay. Right on I-75. Isn't that a band? That country. Okay. So that's that. Anyway. Um, well, okay. So then, so, you know, like where, where about, you don't have to say, but like whereabouts in Georgia? Like uh, if you type in Warner Robbins. Warner. I'm just curious here. Warner Water Robins, Georgia, okay. And we'll go Palm Coast, Florida. Probably eight, I mean, eight hours or so. Dude, you are a 
four and a half hour drive. I didn't th- okay. from Pulpit Fest. You yeah. are about as far as the folks down in Miami. Right. They're they're I like a, drive they're a four hour drive in four hours. This is a four. You're gonna drive through what is this Tifton, Valdosta. Mm-hmm. You'll go over to Jacksonville, and once you get to Jacksonville, you're south. an hour north of Palm Coast. You just take the A1A or whatever, or no, 95. You take 95 from Jacksonville down to Palm Coast, and you're right there. Four and a half hours. So, bam. Boom. No no excuse. And no time difference. It's all Eastern. Psh, exactly. Exactly. And that's the other thing I did want to point out again for everybody that's coming. You know, some people are talking about it making it a family trip. You do have Jacksonville that's an hour north of, you know, Palm Coast. You have St. Augustine that's half an hour north. And the history, if you guys are history people at all, the history in St. Augustine, it is insane. Like, there's so much to see if you're a history person in St. Augustine. When I was down there in October, they had just discovered, they were they were doing some excavation work for some construction, and they discovered a boat like buried in the ground, and so then they were doing like the archaeological dig. This boat's like from the 1800s that mm. they're like digging out. That like wow. pff, we didn't know that was there. So like the amount of history in St. Augustine is just insane. Then you got Daytona, which is half an hour south of Palm Coast, and obviously we're not going in spring break, but there's going to be a lot going on, I'm sure, inevitably. And then for those of you who um, belong to uh, the cult of the mouse. Um, uh, Orlando is an hour and a half away from, uh, from Palm Coast. So you can go over there and, uh, you know, send the wife and kids there while you go smoking. Exactly. I mean, and there's a Bucky's down there too. It's not, that's not far from Palm Coast either, which I mean, my God, that's a, that's a destination for me. You can go and get one of those brisket sandwiches and the wall of jerky. I'm going to be living next to a Bucky's. Oh, see. Okay. Because there's one in Warner Robins. Okay. Or Perry, one, you know, one I was, of those right there. I was talking to some, um, I think I was talking to my dad about this, and it's like, you know, it's probably for the best I don't live near a Bucky's because, like, I'd probably be eating so many of those brisket sandwiches, which for a gas, for a gas station, it's phenomenal. But for a barbecue place, it's still a super solid, really good brisket sandwich. I've not tried it as yet. What? No, I mean, we've I've gone in there, but I'm usually driving. So it's a quick stop, restroom, grab something to drink. Bucky's is not a quick stop. That's an experience right there. Like I said, now I'm going to be living next to <laughs> one where I can. It'll be just as easy for me to drive there as a Wendy's or something, you know. Oh, well, yeah. And probably cleaner. Mm. <laughs> I mean, they have somebody assigned to the bathroom just right. to clean that bathroom. Just the bathrooms. You know, I mean, that's that's just nuts. But, yeah, um, Get yourself a brisket sandwich and uh, the wall of jerky and the beaver nuggets. I mean, this their drink is, stations are amazing. Their drink stations are amazing. I mean, there's so much to be seen at the Bucky's. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. There's a lot. You know, that, that could be a fun little day trip for some people down there at Pulpit Fest just in and of itself. Yeah. Let's go over to Bucky's. Just to say they had some Bucky bites. There you go. I don't know. Anyway, so what else do we have going on here? Uh, we're less than a month from PCA. We are less than a month from PCA. I will be very curious to see how that show performs, um, this year, given the fact that this is going to be the first year that it's in March. Um, there's a part of me, I, I, I think 
on the con- on the manufacturer side, I think what's going to end up happening is everybody will be present and accounted for. I think there's going to be some brands that um, don't really have anything new to announce. Or if they do announce it, it's going to be one of those things where we're announcing it, but it's not going to be ready until like September, There's October. not going to be any try this. this yeah, the there's going to be no samples. No. Um, they're going to need a year to get that whole schedule changed at least. For sure. Um, so next year, when they're in New Orleans, mm-hmm. uh, you'll probably see more of a return to that. But maybe that's needed. You know, uh, it might help them, I think, in the long run. Because maybe a guy who tried it and said, oh, this ain't really. Yeah. You know, instead they're going to go ahead and pre-order it at the show regardless. Yeah. Where they may not have if they had tried it. Well, I think this is going to be where you see the retailers that uh, this is going to be the one where you see who's drank the Kool-Aid of what brand. You know, like, and what I mean by that is um, you're going, you're ordering as a retailer, you're ordering based entirely on the faith of that this product is going to be good because I like that. I like that brand. They do good work. I'm going to go ahead and go all in on this product, whether it's good, you know, whether I've tried it or not. Right. So there's going to be some faith. So to the, to that point, I think the manufacturers have to make sure that what they put out that they're pre-ordering, it needs to measure up. And something else I'm curious about is as someone who's been in the business, you build up your budget for those summer deals and the show deals. Mm-hmm. Are there going to be shops that don't have the budget ready for it? Oh, I could see that. You know, I could um, definitely, especially since, as we just said, we're coming out of the winter months, right? When you know sales have been down and and whatever else. I mean, maybe not for everybody, but for a number of shops, that's going to be the case. And are they going to still try to do something in the summertime? You know, are you going to have your show deals, and then are you still going to have an additional I sale come around in the summertime? I could totally see that. I could see where some companies, you know, they do their, their show deals, and they make their money in March, but then maybe come, like, mid to late July, right. their reps are coming around saying, hey, we're having a summer sale, right. you know, and that kind because of thing. Because, like, you know, now that Drew Estate and all of them are back in the fold, yeah, Drew Estate didn't have show deals because they weren't at the show. Uh-huh. They were doing their summer spectaculars and stuff like that that ran, like, May through July, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I'm really curious to see how that pans out. And then you got to ask yourself, if that's the case, um, is that a way for them to kind of, for lack of a better term, mop up and get the retailers that didn't have the budget for PCA – and draw, and draw them in in July, or is there? Are you going to have some retailers that may take multiple bites at the apple, both in March and in July? Right. I, you know, I, I don't know. And then at that point, if you're a retailer and you know, I can go and get show deals in March, and I can also get summer deals in July. Why do I buy at any other point in the year? Let's just go all in. At the deal. At the deal times, and then that gets us through until the next deal time. I don't know. They could be, can- you know, these, these companies, if they don't play their cards right, they could cannibalize their sales for the rest of the year by offering so many. Because that's the other thing. Most of these brands, if not all of these brands, not all of them, but like most of them 
are at TPE as well, which I understand, you know, that was definitely smaller for cigars this year. But with most, with very little exception, I think they're all going to have some sort of a presence at TPE next year. It might be a smaller booth. Right. Hell, some may, you know, decide, screw it, it's cheap enough, let's just go ahead and have a bigger booth. But the bottom line is, they're going to have some kind of a presence. So, at that point, you have deals potentially January, January, March, March, April, and summer. and summer. See what I mean? You could be cannibalizing the whole rest of the year's sales if you're not careful. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Pure speculation on my part, but... It makes sense, though. But also, let's say you can get your big boys to all buy at those three times. Yeah. That frees up your salespeople who are, you know, that's their accounts. They're getting those sales. Mm-hmm. That frees them up to go after the smaller guys they've never had time for because they're servicing true. the big boys throughout the year. That's true. You know, give them a chance to spread out and and maybe pick up some of the other littler shops that are around. Um, that don't necessarily see reps coming through the door that often. Because a lot of people may not realize reps don't hit every shop. <laughs> no. I mean, well, you know. they, they, they have to figure out their time. I mean, right. like, Missouri is a good example. You go down south to, like, Cape Girardeau and, like, the boot heel and all that and Heck, everything. even St. Louis. People that would come True. see us at, at my shop yeah. wouldn't come here. Yeah. Because, well, they just don't buy enough. You know, I only can hit X amount of stores. Yeah. Well, if your big boys don't need to be handheld, you know, you can hit all these small shops, you know, and maybe make them bigger shops. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's an interesting point, too. Um, (coughs) I don't know. But, yeah, there's definitely areas where they don't see a lot of, like, sales rep traffic. So, you're right. Maybe this is an opportunity to spread out and expand the net a little bit bigger. But I will be curious to see how it goes. Um, I'm also going to be curious to see in terms of, like, retailer attendance. Right. Because, you know, that's the other thing. We're talking about, you know, buying budgets um, and the ability to pay, you know, for cigars that are ordered. But you also have the travel expense that all these retailers are going to have to take on. And with March Madness starting up that same weekend. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, nothing's going to be cheap. No, I well, I've talked about it here on the show. I've priced it out just for me to go to PCA, and and uh, you know cover the show for the podcast. I'm looking at like two grand or better for flight and hotel, and I just can't justify it. You know, for me to do that now. I mean, I got approved, so I can I can go, but I just I don't realistically know if it's going to happen. Um. And I understand a retailer, you know, look, you kind of build that into your budget perhaps, but is, is did, you, did your budget account for the inflated prices due to March Madness? You know, I don't know. So, no, it'll be interesting. I'll be curious to see. I know that, you know, some brands uh, have some things cooking that they're going to at least announce. Again, like you said, it might it's not going to be ready. Uh, it might be a pre-order situation. We were already situation. seeing stuff not being ready when it was in the summer. Yeah, yeah. Like, you well, know, no, that's true. A lot of the PCA would come out in September and September, October. October, and everything like that. Yeah. So, you push it up to March like this, you're definitely going to see a bit of a of a delay. 
So I don't. It, yeah. People are going to forget about it if you order it in March. It doesn't come until October. Yeah. Well, that's true. You almost have to hype it twice at that point. So the marketing budgets ought to get bigger. And hey, if you're a manufacturer that wants to market your new cigars, I'm cheap. I'm He's cheap. He's a very cheap date. Very cheap date. So, you know, talk to me. But um, <laughs> whatever. I don't know. Oh, God. Anyway, let's 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 do this. Let's do this. It's time for the Villiger Cigars Entertainment Report, brought to you by Villiger. Villiger Cigars, one of the leading cigar and cigarello manufacturers in the world, founded in 1888 and still family-owned and operated. Head over to VilligerCigars.com and check the store locator to find a shop near you that carries them. We guarantee that Villiger Cigars will be a wonderful addition to your humidor and cigar rotation. And that'll be Renee coming to Pulpit Fest. So, you know, you guys, if you haven't tried Villiger Cigars, which if you haven't, I don't know why you haven't. But, um, you know, I don't want to hear any excuses if anybody comes to Pulpit Fest and they don't try Villiger Cigars because uh, he's going to be there. You're going to be able to. And, and Ken carries Villiger Cigars in his shop, too. So, you know, you can try some. You can buy some. It'll be great. You can get the story. You can, hey, why'd you do this? Yeah. What made you think this would be work? Exactly. You get all kinds of fun, exciting little tidbits. So, anyway, what have you been watching lately? I'm hoping you have something because I have not been watching much. Uh, let's see. You know, I just, as soon as you hit that. You're like, oh, shit. My fucking mind went blank. <laughs> uh, I've been on a kind of a retro kick. Okay. Um. Like, trying to think what I've been doing. Well, obviously, I, you know, the Super Bowl wasn't that long ago. No, no. Uh, you haven't watched it three times like Trey Mack? No, no. Okay. <laughs> he went back and rewatched it multiple times. <laughs> he had to see where the script deviated. You know, <laughs> <laughs> where the game deviated from the script, I should say. One thing uh, <laughs> that ties into this... Uh, this past week, a lot of the networks and whatnot have started their new shows Okay. from the writer's strike. Oh, okay. And it made me wonder, obviously, they're not going to go through the summertime, you know, because normally you go September through May. Yeah. They're not going to go through the summer because no one watches TV through the summer. No. no. So are they just going to go from, like, now till May without any breaks? Short season, with no maybe? Re- well, no, full season, oh. just no reruns. You know, before it'd be like... You'd have four episodes, a couple weeks of reruns, a few episodes, a couple. I, I'm assuming Maybe. they're just going to have to go straight through till they run out of episodes in May. Maybe. Which, or maybe they're still kind of behind and keeping up, so maybe you'll get those reruns and it'll, like, take a hiatus and we'll be back in the fall and blah, blah, but blah. But then that'll be like, the first of the new season, the next seasons, because <sighs> they want to get back on schedule. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, it'll be interesting. Yeah, that's true. Um, I haven't made it yet. I want to see the new Bob Marley movie. Oh, yeah. The I biopic. Do I want yep. to see that. Um, there's some stuff I'm looking forward to, like Civil War comes out in April. Okay. Um, I saw one called Land of Bad. Land uh, of Bad. It just came out. I didn't see it. I saw the trailers. Uh, it's got one of the Hemsworths. It's okay. got... Uh, the dude from 300, uh, 
Oh, can't think of his name yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, I know. But uh, it looks good. It's an Butler? action movie. Yeah, Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler, yeah. Um, basically, like, Hemsworth is, like, part of, like, a special ops unit. Okay. And Gerard Butler is, like, the Predator drone pilot. Okay. And there's a, you know, a problem, and he's trying to help him out, you know, as a drone pilot, you know, like, guiding him, blowing up people. That's helping, cool. Yeah. But uh, it, it's really weird. I've noticed. I liked, what was it, Olympus Has Fallen? I, I liked Olympus Has Fallen and London Has Fallen. I didn't care as much for Angel Has Fallen. I didn't see that one. Um, I didn't see that one. But I, I really liked Olympus Has Fallen. Yeah. I watched uh, The Wolf of Wall Street the other day. Always a good movie. And uh, if you get a chance, look up the backstory on that. That is a total fucking mess. Oh, yeah. Not him. I'm talking the movie itself. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. All the financing and everything. Right. And, like, there were lawsuits and all kinds of stuff going on The United on States that. owns the rights to that now. Seriously. Due to that. And then they send it to back to, I think it's... Uh, Malaysia or the Philippines, where the guy that financed it all yeah. stole all their money to do it. Oh, shit. And now he's hiding out in China. But they say he took like $4 billion something. Oh, my God. Which makes the guy from The Wolf of Wall Street look like nothing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, there's an American Greed episode that focuses on just that guy. Really? It is very interesting. It, yeah. I'll have to look for that because it is a very... Um, Say the word again. Interesting and compelling story. I mean, right. like there, it's it's bizarre how it it's all. It's so like, much worse than what the Wolf of Wall Street guy. Yeah, did. yeah. It's it's not even funny, and everyone was tied in with him. Scorsese, <laughs> all of them, Leo. Yeah. I mean, well, I knew Leo got drug in on some legal stuff with all that. He was never charged. He gave no. away everything back. Yeah. But yeah. Wow. Interesting. Um, some classic horror movies uh, have been on TV and stuff here lately, and been watching some of those. But I'm just still working through my The Americans and uh, uh, the X Men: The Animated Series because hmm. they announced. I I talked about this last time too that they announced the new season of that uh, starts up uh, March 20th on Disney Plus. Oh, X Men '97. So and I've been watching the old stuff. Uh, if you watch Icons Unearthed on Vice Channel. I don't know that one. Uh, well, they, it's cool. Like, uh, they did, what was it? They've done uh, Star Wars. Okay. They've done uh, Back to the Future. They are not Maybe not Back to the Future. What the hell? Uh, they did Marvel. Mm-hmm. That was really cool, going behind the scenes of all the Marvel movies. Uh, this time is Icons Unearthed Batman. <coughs> So that comes out in a week or two, I think early March or something like that. Oh, the retro hail continues to have a punch on this guy. The regular stick, though, does not. No, it doesn't. That's what's throwing it's me really off. It's really weird. It's, uh, it's like I'm, like, smoking it, and I'm like, it's kind of. It's there. It is there. It's not. I don't know. I don't want to shit on it because it's not like it's a bad cigar. It's just a cigar. It doesn't live up to what they usually put out and if for a 70th birthday for cigar, a special edition it's it's surprising that it's not as like good you know i mean i don't know i let's put it this way if you're an epc fan get yourself like an encore a pledge 
or you know short run short run you know you're gonna probably enjoy that more than the birthday cigar i would say um especially for the price point right you know this was an eight dollar nine dollar stick it'd be a little bit different a little bit but yeah and i didn't exactly a bit of a harsh review but i mean but it's the reality i mean Um, the cigar i had after lunch this afternoon wasn't exactly a heavy hitter or nothing. It was a nice yeah. metal stick, so it's not like, oh, I'm just yeah, you know, exactly. Slammed, and you're not I? coming back from something right. hard, you know. But yeah, uh, interesting. Um, this is sorry. the worst I've felt about a cigar on the show. It's the worst I've felt about a cigar in the show for a while. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've had other ones that I've been like, okay, whatever. Um, and that's the thing. I don't want to make it sound like. Look, we're. We've said we're it just once. two guys. We said it once. We'll say it again. Like we're living in a golden age where, like, in terms of cigars, like bad is relative. You know, it's not like it's like bad. It's just not as good as other things. You know that they make that they make. Yeah, exactly. They make. So it's one of those things where, like, a special edition, kinda, all that. You would think it would be a little bit more pronounced. Yeah, it's kind of sad that like it's not as good for the birthday but anyway um yeah so uh i'm sorry i think i was interrupting like you know the uh the villager segment there i just i i i don't know did you have any more uh not really okay all right well that's fine um well why don't we know i watched the daytona 500 last weekend oh yeah yeah i didn't how was that once they finally ran it Monday, heard, Monday evening. It got delayed, right? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it was all right. I mean, it's NASCAR. You yeah. Know? I'll be looking forward more to the Indy 500 coming up in a month or two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's you know, it sounds far away, but. No, you're right. It does sound far away. But, hell, we're already in the back half of February here to where, like, you know. March is Friday. March will, March is going to come, and it'll it'll be quick, and. April will be the same, and next thing you know, you're into May, and at least for me, May zooms by. I mean, it's like May, first thing you know, you've got the uh, Kentucky Derby, and then boom, it's Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. You're like, wow, it's almost Fourth of July. And May, it's like, uh. May is a stupid busy month for me. Um, stupid busy. So, yeah, I'm not. Uh, yeah, it'll be here soon enough, and probably. If it's anything like most years, hotter than balls um, for that race. The one year, there, man, there was one year. What year was that? I was divorced. Was it 21 or 22? Uh, shit, when was it? Well, I didn't go last year. Um, so I guess it had to be 21 that the temperatures were like ridiculous ridiculously cool and i remember that it was the it was the most comfortable that race has ever been (laughs) i'm out there in jeans and a sweater and it got to like mid 50s i think i mean it was cool man but holy crap it was the most comfortable that race has ever been because most of the time it's hotter than blue blazes you've got high humidity You've got heat emanating off the track and the cars. And, and a million people together. All the body heat of everybody. They're all drinking, so they're sweating beer, you know, and it's just, it's a lot. And then when you tack in the fact that you're walking, a mile you know, or 
20. 20 uh, to get to your seats and everything like that. It's like, it's a lot. But uh, that year, that was a very pleasant year. I enjoyed that year a lot. So, um, awesome. yeah, anyway. Well, you knew it wasn't 20. No, it was not 20 because I did not go in 20. Um, and, uh, yeah, I can't, I don't remember it wasn't the last one I was at, so it had to have been 21. Cause like I was going to say, I think it was 21 because I was in Georgia, and I think it was only like in the 70s, maybe low 80s mm-hmm. in Georgia that time. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was 21. I think we got like a really bizarre late cold snap that came through, which was also nice because it kind of zapped the bugs, you know, which I don't know if you've noticed. They're already out. And that's some bullshit. And this is going to be a bad year for the cicadas around here. Yes. Anybody in the middle of the country. Uh, Double broods coming out on two... the 13 and 17 year oh, deal or something like it's that. It's going to be so bad. Yeah. It's going to be so Your bad. Your dogs are going to be eating well out in Ew. the that's... I'll get my salt gun. Although the last time I blasted a cicada with the salt gun, came at you. Dude, it's too armored up and it's too big. I hit it and it like fell to the ground, but it was still moving. So I shot it again and then it just like let out this ear piercing scream. And I was like, oh God. So I shot it like two more times and then it screamed again and got up. And I was like, okay, I'm going inside. Like it was, it was all I, all I did was piss it off. It pulled a nine on you and started firing. Yeah. All I could do, all I did with that thing was piss it off. So no, the salt gun does not work on cicadas. Um, that's, that's a problem. But, uh, have you ever shot a slug with a salt gun? No. I would be interested to see what that would do. That would be interesting, given the fact that you know salt you hit bowl. salt with a, you hit a slug with salt. I've never encountered a slug that you know you've caught on the that I caught where you can... that I could. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, look, you get them in the house every once in a while, like. I had one in a bathtub, which was very convenient because, you know, it's like you just hit it and, you know, it's not like it's making a big mess. But, God, I hate those things so much. Just disgusting. But, yeah. Yeah. It's usually about one a year, you know, that I encounter. That ain't bad. No, it's not so bad. Um, Especially considering you live in the sticks. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've got that pond right there. You'd think I'd have them all over the place, but I... I don't, which is nice, but maybe the maybe the frogs and the birds and shit get them, and yeah. maybe that's why. I don't know. We'll see. So snakes. See now you had to go and throw that out there. <laughs> I got that giant bush next to the driveway. Lord only knows what's living in that thing. Although I don't know, maybe my landlord, since he's trying to sell the place, might actually get that thing taken care of. So overgrown and huge. I mean. It might be easier for him to sell my place if it's, like, not looking like garbage. But I'm sure he's thrilled that I've got that red ice tent sitting under my carport, you know, just chilling out there, you know. <laughs> Dude, we had the – I had the realtor come by. I, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna vent for a moment. So the last time – I think – I don't know if I mentioned this on the show or not. But so last week – or, well, I but we're recording this on Saturday. Uh, it was yesterday. So Friday. Friday, the the realtor for my place came over at 10 o'clock in the morning to take pictures. Admittedly, I was not thrilled about this. Now, I cleaned up my place really nice, which if there's one benefit to him coming over to take pictures, it's that it forced me to pick up and clean up. So my place is actually looking cleaner than it has looked in a long time. I don't live in, in 
filth and squalor, but clutter tends to happen sometimes, you know. So I picked up. So it's nice. So this guy comes over at 10 o'clock to take pictures. First of all, he's 10 minutes late. That ain't bad. I figured you're going to say an hour or two. No, he was 10 minutes late, which I was a little irritated because it's kind of like, dude, if you're running mine, shoot me a text message. But whatever. It is what it is. He gets there, starts taking his pictures. I'm thinking in and out less than five minutes, right? Oh, no. No, no, no. Because he has a prospective buyer that's going to be coming over to look at it. And he kind of says, is that okay? But I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, you're not really giving me much of a choice here. Right. You know? So it's like, okay, fine. Now, mind you, I haven't showered. I'm still in my pajamas. You know, like, I'm a, I'm a mess. And it's like, really seriously, you're going you're gonna to bring this dude just into my place to look at it. You know, so that was awkward. Cinnamon was mad. <laughs> Son of a bitch. So... Then the prospective buyer is running behind. Oh, of course. So now the realtor is standing there, and he asks me, he goes, so are you going to be here a while? And I'm like, dude, I got stuff to do today. And he goes, no, I mean, like, you know, renting long term. And I was like, that all depends. I'm like, if somebody buys this place and, jet and doubles the rent, I'm out. You know, it's like I'm month to month. I'm, I am out as soon as, like, anything happens that, like, I'm not a fan of. And he's like, oh, well, are you looking to rent or buy? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, it kind of all depends. I said, realistically, the housing market right now just absolutely blows. He had the balls to give me his card so that he could help me find a place. So I'm thinking to myself, you're actively selling this place. And at the same time, you're trying to, like, poach business from me for when I eventually move out of here. It's like, I get it, but at the same time, it felt kind of smarmy. Hey, Phil Dunphy, know? leave me alone. Right? Exactly. It just felt a little smart. And also, at this point, I'm also irritated because I told him repeatedly I did. I was not a fan of the photos being taken in my place because I feel I have all my stuff. You know, it's not like it was an empty place. All my stuff was on display. So it's like, hey, robbers, check out this listing. And uh, here's a shopping list you can make of everything that I have in my house. Mm -hmm. You know, so for those of you who are interested in my cigar collection, you know, if you know my address, you can, you know, probably find the listing and you can totally see everything I've got. But um, anyway, so the guy comes and he's taking the tour. and He's like, how long have you lived here? I'm like three years. And he's like, are there any issues? I'm like, oh, you'll find them because I have some subfloor issues. Yeah. My, you know, in front of my bathroom's a little spongy. And uh, oh, yeah, he found them. He had some some things. To say. So we talked and everything. Uh, you know, the whole time the realtor's just kind of like looking crestfallen. And then, you know, after I got done explaining everything to the prospective buyer, I looked at the realtor. I'm like, sorry, man. I had to be honest. He asked me. And he goes, oh, no, we got to be honest. We got to be honest. And I'm thinking, yeah, I don't think you want my honesty. I'm like, this is going to be the last time that I'm going to be present for a for a walkthrough, I suspect. Right. Um, but all I could think was this guy's taking pictures from the li for the listing. And I know he took a picture of the front of the property, my big old red ice tents right there underneath the carport. And everybody who looks at that is going to be like, what is up with that? So I'm super amused at the fact that the ice tent of love is going to be part of the selling process of this place. But what that does scream mm -hmm. has never been smoked in. Mm-hmm. The, mm -hmm. the uh, duplex. At least not by me. Right. I don't know if anybody did before me, but... You know, no, if they walk through and they see the cigars, 
you know, they're going to know, oh, he goes out to the tent to smoke and that. Right. So, you know, that's good. Yeah. You know, whatever. All right, well. So you got that going for you. I do have that going for me. I'm a courteous tenant. I mean, I'm a good tenant. I take care of the places if it were my own. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to replace the subflooring because, right. you know, that's kind of above and beyond for me. But, uh, you know, I, I, I'm nice. I, I keep it clean and everything else. So whatever. Anyway, let's 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 get a fun fact from Pinky here. <clears throat> hey, it's your girl Pinky. Ready for a fun fact? Need a new hobby? Bram Barker's hobby of collecting led to a world record. He amassed 22.1 grams of belly button lint in jars at his house. This has been Pinky, and I'll be back next time with more fun facts. I mean... Well, that was disgusting. Oh, dude, some of these have been pretty wretched. Um, like, there was the one about the fast food and all the amount of pubes that you eat annually in your fast food. That was, that was unsettling, but... Uh, or the amount that is legal to have in your food. Mm. You know? It's like it happens so much that Boy, there's an FDA legal amount. No, that's a messed up thing. Whenever anybody actually really dives into it, when they start realizing what is actually legally allowed to be in our food, because whatever, it's like, um, I think I don't know if I said this on the show or talked to somebody about it, but like, you know, the, the dust in the cereal bag. You know, the, the, the crushed up cereal in the bottom of the cereal bag? Dude, you don't want to eat that because not only is it crushed up, but that's where all the bug parts settle, you know? Yeah. So, like. I don't eat the bottom tenth of the cereal. I don't like the dust because when it gets in the milk, it turns to, like, that. Concrete. Kind of paste. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's no good. But, uh, and I'm a cereal guy. Everybody knows that because I I'm crushed not much. the cereal challenge. Because I only eat it dry. I don't do milk, really. Mm. Uh, for digestive reasons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there's only certain kinds of cereal that are okay to snack on dry. Lucky yeah. Charms. I'd say the fruity, the, the sugary, fruity ones. Yeah. Well, You're uh, not going to be doing flakes. No. Oh, Frosted Flakes aren't bad dry. You okay. Can, you can okay. eat those almost like a Chex Mix type. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Although they cut the shit out of the roof of your... <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that Cap'n Crunch is what does that. Oh, yeah. That's like, little, that's like eating gravel. You know, I mean, now crunch berries are good, but old school Captain Crunch, it's like it, it'll rip you apart. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and OG Cheerios rip me apart, but in a different way. We won't get into that. But um, anyway, I am now starting to get to a point with the cigar where. Okay. Maybe not. I had to hit it with a little fire again because. Uh, it was starting to get a little like it was wanting to go out. And I don't know if that's just me talking, but, like, it felt like it was starting to want to, like, yeah. the flame was waning a little bit. So, I don't it's know. It's still not getting very powerful. It's really, it's. It's, it's going to hold look, a medium. It's, it's been a fairly, I hate to say it, kind of one-note cigar yeah. on the smoking experience. With you know? the cold draw and taking a whiff of the foot, you would have been expecting a lot more out of this. Yeah, I would have expected retro some chocolate notes. Did not translate anywhere to a general smoke. No, the retro hails just a strong pepper component. Um yeah. I you know, look, everybody has has their ones that just don't hit right. And you know, half you out there may love this thing, you know. Well, that's true. It it's all pure opinion. Yeah. You and I maybe just 
are being particularly picky today, but yeah. you know, it's uh it's just not quite hitting right. So I don't know. Anyway, um well, let's go ahead and uh get some more housekeeping done and hear about my monthly cigars. This would normally be the time that I give some information about my monthly cigars, but I've hired that out this week, so take it away. My Monthly Cigars is a premium cigar subscription service. It comes in a variety of different size boxes at affordable prices. Use offer code PULPIT and get free shipping on your first box and 20% off any items in the online store at MyMonthlyCigars.com. That's offer code PULPIT. Thanks! And while you guys are over there, again, check out the fucking good coffee. He's got the Daily Press, which is the pulpit blend. He's also got the uh, Lounge blend, which goes well with all kinds of great cigars and uh, all sorts of other flavors and whatnot. So make sure you check out the fucking good coffee. Don't be a fucker. Get the fucking good. Does he have any pods, or is he looking into that at all? You know, I know at one point he did the K-Cups, but, like, I don't know if he still does or not. Um... Because I don't I have, a, see that being I don't have hard a Keurig, for a so I don't, coffee company. I mean, theoretically, they have that K-Cup pod thing where, like, you can add your own coffee to it. So, like, if you, you know, you could just get one of those and put it in. But, like, in terms of, like, actually mass-produced with his brand and everything, I don't know if he does or not. I would think that would be fairly costly. Yeah. You know, all that, all the plastics and everything else. But I, I'm not entirely sure. Um I should probably know that, you know, since Way I'm like you on the spot, huh? hyping him up and everything, but you know, whatever. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Way to put me on the spot there, Mike. Um, anyway, so, uh, social wise, I'm available on Instagram at the cigar pulpit. I'm also on Facebook where we have the pulpit parishioners group. And then there's Twitter slash X and YouTube where you can watch this. And then, uh, I think that, that yeah, that's it. That's that's really it. Where are you at, Mike? Anywhere? Uh, I'm on the I'm a member of the prisoners group and all that, so you can hit me up there if you guys want to. Um, but yeah, I don't really do a lot of the uh, socials. I'm technically on Facebook, um, but I don't really do much with it. That's fair. I mean, I'll be uh, if I didn't have to promote stuff, I probably wouldn't. You know be on some of them i like i like the scrolling and looking at the pretty instagram used to be such a better platform when it was just pretty pictures the minute they started doing tiktok light with the reels and everything like that it really did i mean don't get me wrong i fall down rabbit holes where i watch a shit ton of them but uh at the same time i, I like the pretty pictures uh i got something real quick okay if your local shop owners are going out to pca in a few weeks and they feel like sharing their thoughts on Ooh, yes. the show, let us know. Good call. That way we can get people from all over the country, you know, hey, what did your sh- local shop owners think of the show this mm-hmm. year? Mm-hmm. Uh, with the new date and everything, you know, what was their experience? For or sure. if some of you somehow are managing to go, let's say you work for a shop or something. And you want to, Let like us know. You, you can be anonymous if you want, too. Yeah. You know, just let us know. Uh, you can contact you Nick or shoot. do the pulpit fest shoot me an email uh my email address is nick n-i-c-k at cigarpulpit.com and you can shoot me an email and tell me you know hey i'm going i'll do something 
Um, you can shoot me an email with like your thoughts about it. You can, hell, if you want to record something, you know, you've got uh, the voice memo recorder thing on your phone. I mean, theoretically, you could record something and send me the audio file and I can play it if you want. I don't know. You know, I mean, if that's the case, don't make it like forever long. But, right. you know, but yeah, no, I mean, we can talk. So, yeah. I, or be if not- you know a shop owner who goes and who would like to come on the show and give their thoughts of the show. That's true, too. Mixed, I was you saying. Know, always uh, welcoming people on. I'm open. Especially I do, a shop owner, dude, you know. I do two of these a week. So, yes, if people have people that actively want to come on then I'm all about it because, you know, sometimes it's one of those things where um, I reach out to somebody and they're like, oh, yeah, I want to do it. I want to do it. And then, like, I never hear from them again. Uh, And it's like, well, evidently they didn't want to do it or, you know, whatever. But, no, uh, if somebody wants to come on and talk about it, I welcome the idea of having, like, roving reporters in the field because there's a better than average chance that I'm probably not going to make it to PCA even though I was approved for a media pass. So, um, you know, given that, if somebody's going, I'll take the report from the field. That'll be good. Yeah. So, yep. Good call. Look at look at the big brain on Mike. My God. Not just a hat rack. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I guess it's probably time to give final thoughts on the uh, – E.P. Carrillo Platinum Bash here. Um, I think we've bashed on the cigar, quite frankly. I've and smoked it. I probably won't smoke another one. I, I, you know, I generally love E.P.C. cigars. I think very highly of the the Pledge and the Encore and um, Literally the La everything Historia. Else they have. You know, the Allegiance, I think, is a little lighter than the Pledge in the Encore, so, like, that one doesn't hit me nearly as well as those two do. But it's still a But it's stick. still a fantastic cigar. Um, you know, I I don't think, you know, look, those obviously both won some awards with uh, Cigar Aficionado. I think those are well-earned. I You know, I mean, I can't necessarily say that for all the cigars that get the top spot of Cigar Aficionado's list, but I do think EPC I think some of the other well reviews earned. of this were well earned too. Yeah, yeah, if <laughs> yeah. If anybody does some review sh- review uh, uh, re- lookups, re- review reviews <laughs> or review the reviews of this cigar. Um, yeah, unfortunately, this one kind of I think fairly Didn't hit the mark with a lot of people's yeah. palates. So um, it just it just. The dud in the batch, that's all. I think that's that's really what it comes down to. Again, it's a cigar. It smokes well, generally. It's it's not offensive, but it's not my favorite that he's ever put out. I would put this as the Johnny Manziel of his... Oh. Just a swing and a miss. The, the Johnny football reference there. Oh, my. Okay. Well... Mike, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's been fun. Well, guys, uh, be watching for when I make an announcement of the registration page for Pulpit Fest. That should be, you know, here soon so we can start getting a head count. And otherwise, this has been another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm Nick. I'm Mike. Stay safe and stay smoky. We'll
good. Now we can go uh, make fun of Miss Cindy with her. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Later, guys.